Lord, we're so thankful tonight. We're so grateful for you. We're so glad in you today. We rejoice in your goodness. For your goodness is your glory. And your glory is your goodness. And you are good to us. And it is your goodness that draws people to repentance. So thank you, Lord. We see your good and we change and adapt to your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's good to be saturated. Amen. It's good to be full. It's good to be conscious of Him, of His presence. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you tonight. We worship you. We glorify your name. You are worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, say it with me. Say, Lord, I worship you. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. I worship the Lord. Worship you, Lord. I worship the Lord Almighty. I worship the Lord. I worship the Lord. I worship you. 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 Glory to God. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I praise your name. I worship you. I worship you. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, Lord. You are wonderful. You are good. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I glorify your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory and praise. Worship the name of the Lord Jesus now and always. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes you get going, you know, you get going down a hill and it's harder to, st- harder to stop than keep going. <laughs> Amen. Just feels so good. I remember years ago hearing about uh, what particular woman that was teaching in my, in, at Raymond when I was there. Um, Patsy was her name and she was talking about uh, she was talking about this minister one day that was uh, staying there I think at uh, Brother Hagen's home uh, named uh, some of you may, might know him old time minister named Norval Hayes and she was saying uh, how he would uh, she saw him she, he would be out in the pool in the swimming pool in the background walking back and forth with his hands in the air for like a couple hours and she said, and, uh, and he would just say, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. And just go back and forth, just walking in the pool, might as well be cool while you're worshiping the Lord. <laughs> just, I worship you, I worship you. I wor-. And he wouldn't say anything, just, I, and he would just get lost in that. You know, say, how, how could you not get bored with the same thing? What about those angels that are saying, holy, holy, holy? And they're flying around the throne forever. And they just keep saying the same thing. Don't they get bored with that? Not if it's real to you. I'm telling you, you can get lost. I know sometimes people uh, come into a church like ours and, uh, you know, if, they're, if they've had a religious background and some different styles and so forth, and they, you know, they would sing a song through once and then be done. Then you move on to the next song. And I've heard people say, I don't like it when they sing the same song over and over. <laughs> sing the chorus over and over. 
<laughs> well, I mean, there's something to be said for diversity, I guess, and, and moving on at times. But how many know at the same time, many times, one word or one phrase or one revelation can be so big in you that you could sing, Oh, the blood of Jesus. And that's all the words you get, so you make a song, and that's all the words of the whole song. You know, it's just something is real, something is alive in you, and you could just go on forever, huh? And sometimes it's just, oh, you just get lost in His presence, and it just might be, hey, Lord, hey, hey, (laughs) or I worship you, I I worship you, amen? Sometimes people feel like, I don't really know what to say, I don't have enough, how about that? That'd be a good start, huh? Anything true about the Lord, you can say it until it becomes real in you. And then you're in the flow, and then it feels good. Amen. Praise God, He is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I almost danced over there by you. Maybe I should have. I don't know. Just a good presence. So I tell you what. Amen. I mean, God's pleased when we're doing, we're taking a stand. When you're taking a stand against that stuff, He's all happy about that. Amen. Because He wants us well and strong, living in victory. Amen. Well, praise God. What should we do next? <laughs> if you're new with us tonight, this is a believers meeting. We just believe in stuff. And uh, we just flow. We're just listening. I'm listening the whole time I'm here. Uh, I'm just listening. I trust you're listening uh, on the inside. And if the Lord wants to use you, I'm fine with that. And the Lord wants to use me, whatever. This is not about promoting any person. It's just about Him being glorified. And uh, let's, let's just, hmm, I, I always hate to go too fast because I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss anything. And I like it when people get sloshed <laughs> just because they take time and just, just breathe in. Amen. Even Miyagi knew, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> How much more believers in the presence of the Lord, we just breathe in the, the presence and, and just uh, be saturated in Him. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know, one of the things, I'll just go on and say this. One of the things that uh, I think many of us seek and desire is to be led of the Spirit, to be used of the Spirit. I mean, some of the, some of the terminology we use sometimes in, in, in church circles is flowing in the Spirit, which is kind of one of those, I don't know, buzzwords we use in these kind of meetings too. We're just getting in the flow. It's kind, it's, it's kind of like you're, you're looking for a river or a stream and then you want to get in and go, right? Whatever way the Lord is going that way. And I think a lot of us have a desire to have the move of the Spirit of God, the move of God in our life, uh, not only just in church, but in, in our lives wherever we go. And, and a lot of times people have questions about that and they wonder how does that work how can I learn more about the move of the spirit and uh, let's just talk a little bit about it I'm, I don't have a message uh, but what the Lord gives me and that's a, that is the message and so uh, let's just talk for a few minutes about moving in the spirit about flowing in the spirit it doesn't have to be weird doesn't have to be spooky doesn't have to be ozone It can just be, it should be, and it can just be normal for the believer. I mean, uh, I mean, if you're full of the Spirit, what would be normal for someone who's full of God? There should be a whole lot of God stuff. huh? Not a whole lot of human earthly stuff, a whole lot of God stuff 
in that, in that person's life. And so being in the Spirit is normal. And, you know, according to the book of 1 Corinthians in the 12th chapter, Paul wrote to that church and said, he, he told these guys, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual things, spiritual gifts and spiritual things. Uh, he, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant of them. So if he didn't want them to be ignorant, the Corinthian church, do you think he wants us to be ignorant? No. I mean, the Lord really wants us. If ever you think the Lord's keeping back a bunch of information from you so you can't really know how to uh, move and walk in the Spirit and flow with God, that's not true. He wants you to be knowledgeable. Amen. He wants you to have knowledge of, of spiritual things, to, to have a, a, you know, a spiritual discernment about your life. And so that's a good thing. Uh, I'm learning. I don't, you know, there are individuals that I've seen... Uh, flow, move, operate in the Spirit, that I sit back and I think, wow, that's impressive. That's awesome. That is nice. Uh, but I know the Lord uses different people in different ways, and, and some are gifted in different ways. Paul said it this way in, in Ephesians 4, that we have, that uh, he said, we've been given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Okay, and so we've all been given a measure of the grace which is Christ, and, and we have gifts differing, but at the same time, we all have this gift the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he abides in everyone, which leads, uh, gives us the potential of anything happening. I mean, really, anything that even one person might not be called to per se, but anything can happen on a given day. For it's for someone who's spirit-filled. There are those in the body of Christ that are going to see certain activities happen more frequently than others are going to see them. But I, this is my choice. I choose just not to cut off any gifts of the Spirit and, and shut it down and just say, Oh, the Lord never uses me in that. I remember I was preaching in a church. I don't know, back in the mid-90s in a different state. And I was talking about the anointing in this in, in this particular church and and I started talking about uh, I happened to be mentioning the word of knowledge as you know in scripture a word of knowledge is a is a divine revelation of things past or present okay something you couldn't know by figuring out with your own mind or just by looking at at something I wouldn't say hey I have a word of knowledge Todd you have a black shirt you know (laughs) that would just be a word of sight (laughs) all right (laughs) but if I was on the phone with him and I say hey Todd you you're wearing a black shirt, aren't you? <gasps> well, that might be a word of knowledge there, right? Because I couldn't have known it any other way. And I was talking about that in this service, and I just said in the middle of it, I said, when the Lord really doesn't use me in this particular gift, and in the middle, of, right when I said that, I also said this. I said, and I'm going to stop saying that. <laughs> I mean, I just corrected myself right in front of the whole church. I said, I'm not going to say that anymore. And, 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 and what happened was it wasn't but a short time after that all of a sudden I started getting words of knowledge when I would stand in services. So just because something hasn't been, that doesn't mean it won't be. All right. And why should I shut down my expectation to to see God move in particular ways through my life just because I haven't up until that time? I mean, I've even seen ministries that... uh, to, to where it seemed like they were, and I mean, if you think about like a, a graph, like a chart, you know how you see like the stock market charts and, and that kind of stuff, uh, ministries that were kind of cruising along at a certain level, I mean for years, for decades, and then it hit a certain point in time and they went, bam, I mean almost just like a, 
you know, like a, a stock might get some good news and expansion and they go crazy and, and all of a sudden their stock price jumps up. But ministers that were just relatively influential on a small level, but all of a sudden it seems like overnight they grow and magnify, have great influence. And, and individuals who operated, they lived their life a certain way and then things changed quickly. Quickly. All of a sudden. How many know that that's in the Bible sometimes? Yeah, suddenly the sound of a rushing mighty wind <laughs> filled the house and cloven tongues of fire, yeah, you know, on the day of Pentecost. There are some things that kind of, I don't mean they're suddenly with God, I mean, because he, he knew things are coming, but uh, for us sometimes it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Well, I tell you, when you're going the right direction long enough and you're faithful and you're, you're, you're resting and relying upon the Lord, you'll reach a place where things will turn things will turn. There'll be a change. There'll be, a, there'll be a, a, a switch. And, oh, it's good. I just don't want to be one of, the, one of those who, who, you know, jumps off the boat too soon. I've been here too long. I've been doing this too long. Well, too long for what? You know? I mean, how, how, how many people are, they're at the one yard line, but they just don't know it. You know, they just need, it's just one more step forward and they're in the end zone and they score. But they don't know they're so close, so they're like, oh, man, that's been a tough 99 yards. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't know how many yards they've come, but right there, their faithfulness. And a lot of times, you know, maybe there's some insight with, uh, with the enemy and how he attacks people. You know, I don't mean to give him credence, but sometimes uh, some, some things are known by, by the demonic realm because of the angels that are assigned to people the different types, and they know some things about what's going on even though they're not all-knowing. They don't have the mind of God, the mind of Christ. They know some things, and if, if, there, if it were the case that someone were very close, they were just right on the edge of some kind of uh, breakthrough, some type of experience, some type of advancement or promotion, if someone were right on the edge and they knew it, wouldn't they double their efforts to try to get that person to quit? I mean, wouldn't they throw everything they've got at you right there at that goal line, just like a goal line stand in football? Wouldn't they give their best and they try to stop you? Because if they can stop you there, you'll never get to that place. So if ever you find yourself in a situation where it seems, oh, all of a sudden, man, it's just gotten real hard. It's just gotten real tough. Uh, mm, man, you're probably right on the precipice of something glorious, some promotion, some advancement in God. You're about, to, you're about to embark on a discovery. You've been looking. You've been, you've been longing for. You've been hungering after some things. And you're, you're about to see it. You're about to, to, to experience this in life. Amen. You wonder how many people. I mean, we're all aware of the news and the, the actor that uh, committed suicide recently. And whenever someone d- d- does something like that, you always wonder. Yeah, you know, I bet the pressure was really hard on them right at that point. But what could have been? You know, what could have been right around the corner? How many people miss what was right around the corner because in the when it got tough, they succumbed. You know, and no, we're not casting stones at anybody, but I tell you what, we should be aware uh, of of God, not be ignorant of spiritual things. Amen. Praise God. And so some of the things that I've noticed in, 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 in how the Lord has used me and, and just walking with the Lord as far as moving in the Spirit. What I mean by that is getting something, getting a, a word, a direction, an anointing, uh, uh, 
getting some things to act on and it works, you know, how that's kind of nice, is one of the things, I don't know if everyone's going to be real excited about this, uh, one of the key components, probably the master, probably one of the main things is this, it's called faith, faith. I know sometimes, sometimes people can have the idea, the, the, the mindset that, hey, if the Spirit of God really moves on me to do something that's spectacular, do something that's, um, you know, in the signs and wonders category, then it's almost like I'm overtaken, I'm overcome, I'm overwhelmed by Him, and I just kind of, you know, I'm just going to kind of watch it happen. You know, we hear stories. I mean, I've had the power of God come through me in a strong way where it's like, whoa, that feels good, man. That's nice. Uh, But we get this idea that almost like we're on the sidelines and we're kind of watching ourselves do it. And I'm not saying that kind of experience has never happened with with a person. But I know this, faith is necessary to see God move. There has to be a, there has to be an expectation. I mean, if, if I were to back up, let me back up just a moment and go brief, talk about before faith. Here's a word that would precede that. I'm writing this sermon on the fly, so forgive me. Uh, it would be desire. It would be desire. And this comes from 1 Corinthians 12 and, and, and 13. The, the Bible says we should covet after, earnestly covet after the best gifts, desire to prophesy. Huh, And so, a person who desires the gifts of the Spirit, the move of the Spirit in their life, well, that's a very good first step. Because how many know, I mean, 99.9% of people that have no, don't give a rip, they don't care about, they're not looking for anything, they're not seeking after the things of God, they're not asking Him for stuff, they're never going to see anything. I mean, they live their lives, and it's, it's just as strange as anything. It, the, the things of God are foreign to them, especially when you talk about people being healed and people being set free. And, you know, I love talking about healing sometime with, uh, uh, with people who uh, just have never been around it. All they know is the secular news media in this world, and you tell them about someone who got healed in a real, uh, you know, awesome way, and, and just to watch the, news, the look on their face. A lot of times it's like disbelief at first. Like, that really happens? Well, it happens all the time. It happens every day. And it's so, it's so strange to you. And then to, you know, and then to give them a little more information and tell them about the person. It's just, you watch their, their, the brain going. It's fun. But there needs to be a desire. If you have a desire to, move, for, to see God move in your life and, and through your life towards others and around you, I mean, uh, stir that up. That's a good thing. That's a, that's, that's a godly thing to desire to see Him move. Amen. That's not pride. It's a godly desire. But then there always is, a, there always is, uh, is faith involved. I mean, if I have a word of knowledge, I recognize this, that most of the time when I have a word of knowledge, it's an, uh, those things come to me in different ways, but often it's just an inward knowing. I just know it. As opposed to, Mark, there's someone here. Their name is Bob. You know, I didn't know it would sound like that, but... (laughs) 
you know, as opposed to something very spectacular or, or Jesus appearing or something like that. And thank God for all that kind of stuff, too. But most of the time, I know something. Sometimes I know when I have a word of knowledge in a service, I'll feel it. I'll feel it. You know, the anointing will, will be on me or I'll feel some a certain part of my body. Those are just a couple of ways that are, it, it's worked with me. But even when those things happen, I still have to step out by faith to give it out. Because your head will argue with you. Your head will go, well, you don't really know that. And you're, that's just you thinking. <laughs> you know, and if you think about that long enough, you won't even do it. And if you don't act on it, you don't, you don't act on it, you don't act step, take a step of faith, you don't see God move. So it does, ta- it does take that. I know when I, you, you, you know, I'll often prophesy or speak with tongues and interpret, which is equal to prophecy in the Scripture. And, uh, and that, takes a step, that takes a step of faith. When it's a prophecy, frequently, uh, I only know the first few words. I'll get that. I'll get, mm, there's just a, mm, there's something about seeking the Lord. Okay, so let's seek the Lord, and what am I going to say next? Whatever the Lord gives you next, but you have to give out the first before you get the second. You know, if you've ever been involved in, in, in tongues and interpretation of tongues, uh, often you don't have the interpretation until after you're done with the tongue. So you give out the tongue, the, the, the message in diverse tongues, and then what? Well, if we always are asking for then what before we ever give the first what, then we never get to the second part, and then so we never see God move. See, I want to see God move, and, but, the, but the Lord doesn't move independent of us. He always moves through the body. How often does your head go places without you? And so Jesus, the head of the church, speaks to us, and someone has to hear it and give it. Someone has to have the direction and act on it. You know, we, we see individuals in, in Scripture that had those kind of experiences. Um, uh, we, we shared this recently about, uh, it's from Acts chapter 3. It's when uh, Peter and John were walking through what was called the, the, the beautiful gate, the gate called beautiful, and there was that beggar dude laying there on the ground that was lame. And as they're walking by, uh, you know, the assumption is that was a well-trafficked trafficked area and that he, the guy may have been even been there before, but they're walking by uh, one day and the guy's looking up to them for a handout, looking for money. And you remember how it, how, how it reads there. Uh, he said, look on us. They're walking by one day, and I, what I think happened, I could be wrong about, about this, but I'm probably not. Um, I think they're walk, walking by. That's not the only crippled person they've seen. There are crippled people all around, you know, in different places or people with problems. But they're walking by doing their own business, and they look down at this guy, and this guy looks, it up, looks at them, and they get something. They get, in other words, they're working with the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's working with them. Neither are doing it independently. We always work with the Spirit. He works with us. And sometimes you're cruising along, and you get something. You just know something. So he said, look up here. Yeah, I don't got any money for you right now, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. Bam! In the name of Jesus. Right? And the guy walked, and he, he, he was healed. He gave him what he had. And so sometimes as we're living our lives with the Lord, walking with Him, flowing, you know, not just in church, but just flowing, 
constant communion with the Lord, you'll go along and you'll recognize times where you just have something. You just have something. Now, from there, you have to act on it. Because if you don't act on it, it'll be as if you never had it. It will be as if God's, and someone's saying, well, how come God, we don't see God move very much. Well, sometimes people get something and, you know, fear and whatever, uncertainty, and so they don't act on it. So that, that hinders the move of God, doesn't it? Yeah. I know this uh, in my life. Why don't you look at, while, while I'm talking, 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16. I've noticed that sometimes these things can be initiated by me. And sometimes, when I say these things, some type of work of God. A word, a miracle, a healing, a, a, a something. It can be initiated by me or it can be initiated by the Lord. Alright? Sometimes it seems just going about my business and the Lord will drop something inside of me. But frequently, frequently I get into a flow, if you will, when I'm seeking the Lord. When I'm looking to Him. I'm praying I'm doing something for him, okay? If I'm talking to a person, if a person asks me a question, I am not only going through what I know about or don't know about, whatever they're asking me, I'm always looking in here. Why? Because when I say in here, I'm looking in my spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit for revelation, for answers. And those are always way better than what comes out of here anyway. And I'll get revelation. I'm always looking, always looking. I've, I've sat, talked with someone for an hour, and the whole time I'm looking for an answer for them. Because I, you know, I'm just looking. And about 50 minutes in, I got it. It's like, why did that take so long? But thank God I had an answer. Thank God I had something good to give them. You know, uh, here's something to consider. Um, if you want to be used of the Lord, Pray for people specifically. This is something I've found that uh, I can just be praying in general, and I do that a lot. I just worship the Lord and I pray. I'm not really after a, a specific thing. But sometimes if I'm praying for a person, I either know about something going on because they've told me, someone else told me, or in some situations I'm just prompted to pray about someone. But as I'm praying about them in other tongues, I'm praying in the Spirit, going, 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 going. Sometimes in those situations is when I get a word of wisdom. I get a word of direction for them, what they ought to do. Okay? Say, every time? No, not every time. Sometimes I just pray and I say, Amen, thank you, Lord, you're doing good things in their life. All right? But times when I do... Many times it's when I take a, a step. L- look at this for a moment. Maybe this will... This, I have an illustration about this. This is uh, 1 Samuel 16. Remember Saul was the first king of Israel and he turned into a bad dude. Right? And uh, verse 1, Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, uh, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. 
Okay, what, what, what is that? That's a word of knowledge. The prophet is getting revelation from the Lord about what he has done. And Samuel said, how, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he'll kill me. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. Now, why is the Lord doing it that way? Why don't you just say, oh, hey, uh, uh, Samuel, there's a guy over down there, over there. Uh, his dad's Jesse. His name's David. He's going to be the next king. Well, I don't know. I don't really know why. But that's the way the Lord did it. Hmm? So I so said, why don't the Lord just tell me? Well, why don't you do what He has already told you? That's a good question, too. I mean, maybe the, <laughs> maybe the, uh, maybe the Lord and, and, you know, the, some angels are sitting up there. Just like we say, why doesn't He just tell him it's David? Maybe they're sitting up there saying, why don't they just go and do what, I, what the Lord told them to do? I don't understand those people. Hmm. Anyway, verse 4, So Samuel did what the Lord said, and he went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming, saying, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said, Do not look at his physical appearance, at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For, the, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Still, a lot of conversation going on here, sacrifices, a lot of time being wasted, and it looks like uh, could have just said, hey, Jesse, uh, David's over there. And, uh. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel, and, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. So Samuel's going, that's the one. The Lord said, no, no. Next. Stand up. No. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. So each, in other words, this is how the work of the Spirit was moving through the prophet in, in, in this day, is each time he didn't know the answer until that person stood before him. This one? Nope. Maybe it's the next one. Nope. <laughs> Goes through all seven. And Samuel said to Je Jesse, Are all the young men here? And he said, There remains uh, uh, yet the youngest. And, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes. So he sent and brought him. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. And so what we can learn here, we learn something about how the Lord operates. For some reason, He doesn't just automatically go straight to the answer. He tells us what to do, and if we follow that, we'll know, or we'll know it's not. Huh? You either know it is, or you know it's not. Amen. What if it's not? Keep going. This one? No. 
This one? No. And the Lord's not getting tired in the middle of this. Would you hurry up and get to number seven? I don't know if the Lord's maybe just having a good time. <laughs> but it takes someone to trust Him. Yeah. Huh? And in following the Spirit of God and walking with the Lord, you can't be in a hurry. Uh, I think that's something the mo- our modern day church has probably lost, you know, to stay in a place for a long time, to wait on the Lord, to minister unto the Lord. You know, Acts chapter 13 says, they ministered unto the Lord, the uh, different individuals there, they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work wherein I've called him. So this group of this group got together, and how many know... It says they fasted. That tells me something a little bit. Why, why does it say that? The fact that it says they fasted means their prayer meeting was longer than an hour. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. I, I haven't eaten for, you know, a while. A few hours, I mean. I wouldn't really even call that fasting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm fasting. So the fact that they were fasting and ministering to the Lord, praying and so forth, this was going on a while. It had to at least go past one meal to where they started in the afternoon and it was late at night. Or They had to at least miss a meal, otherwise they wouldn't be considered fasting. Someone said, well, that's a long time to pray. Well, when you need to hear from God... You do what's necessary. Say, why doesn't the Lord speak sooner? I'm not, I don't believe it's always a matter of the Lord waiting. Maybe sometimes He is holding something for a certain time. But sometimes it's just a matter of us being quiet enough and being focused where we start to hear Him and perceive uh, what He's saying. Okay? But again, with Jesse, uh, Jesse's boy David and Samuel prophesying, when the right person stood before him, then he had revelation. Now, I've seen this happen in my own ministry quite a few times. I mean, probably more than I can even, more than I can remember for sure. It happens here a lot. It, it's happened in other places where I don't know that I have a, a, a word of knowledge or wisdom or, you know, some encouragement for someone until that I'm praying for them. And when I'm praying for them, then... Ooh, there it is. You know, I was ministering in, in, in a different church, and I had ministered, I had preached, I had laid hands on people for, for healing, and, and went back to my seat, turned it back over to the pastor, thinking of this one particular meeting. And, and then he was doing some things. Then he asked, he said, would you pray for some of my leaders, well, some of my staff? And I said, Yes. I went back up on the stage. It was a, not as high of a stage. It was a little lower than this. I went back up on a, on a stage, and there had some people come down in, in front of me. And I remember going over to his uh, associate pastor. And, and as soon as I stood there, put my hands on this person. Hey, friende, brando, mushtique de pala. And I started a fanica lebrantes. Ooh, that feels good. Uh, and uh, I start, all of a sudden, I had a, a tongue. I didn't, have a, I didn't have an interpretation for her either. But all of a sudden I had this, this time, and then I began to prophesy to this person. And, I mean, it was good. Because <laughs> it, it was a male reading kind of situation. 
But what's the deal? I didn't have it while I was preaching. Didn't have it while I was sitting back down in my seat. I didn't have it until there was a situation where I was, and this was prompted by someone else even, but I was praying for someone. Someone said, I want to be used of God. Pray for people. Hmm? I mean, I've had it in my life where I'm praying alone in my home and the person is far away and I get something. And I've had it many times where it's a, it's a one-on-one thing, where we're just praying, we're just two or three people in the room, or a big service, praying for people in a line up front, and you get to certain ones, and all of a sudden, you have a word for them, all right? So some of this, this step of faith and allowing the Spirit of God to move in us and move through us, it, it's, it, it comes down to this. We can sit and wait for God to give us something or wait for Him to do something and sometimes wait a long time. Or we can look for it. I mean, and go pray for someone. And you go and you just, you find an opportunity where someone will let you pray for them. I mean, follow your heart, follow the leading of the Lord, but even if you just said, blessing, 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 oh, bless them, Lord, amen. If that's all there was to it, that sure didn't hurt, did it? <laughs> that was good. But if, if you put yourself in positions like that, sometimes you'll get more. And you'll find yourself praying an inspired prayer. Or you'll even get a word of knowledge and get a word of wisdom. Amen. Amen. So we've got to put ourselves out there sometimes. This is like the person who goes to share Jesus with lost people. They'll see more saved than the person who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> the person who uh, worships the Lord and draws near to God, they'll probably see more. They'll have more times where they feel God. Woo-hoo, glory to God. Than the person who just, hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And the person who will pray for others and minister to others, however that's available to them, looking for opportunities, they'll see, they'll have more times where they'll get into a flow where they'll be inspired to encourage or to prophesy or something like that. Amen. We can't be afraid of missing it, though. We really can't. You know, if you ever feel like you have a, have a, have a word for someone else, something that the Lord wants you to share with them, you can ask them after, when you're done, hey, did that mean anything to you? Because if it doesn't, just throw it away. I could miss it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, you know. But you'll find a lot of times they'll go, oh, yeah, no, no, that was good. That was me. That was right. That's exactly what's going on. And, uh, and it's helpful. It's helpful. Amen. Praise God. All right, reach over, to, reach over to someone now. Just put your hand on them somewhere. Just say, Lord, bless them. <laughs> Lord, fill them up. Lord, increase them. Now, from your heart, do it. From your heart. Release it. Release by faith. Lord, minister to them. Lord, speak to their hearts. Lord, do good things in their life. Show yourself strong in their midst. Reveal yourself mightily to them today. Thank you for the joy of the Lord that is their strength. Thank you for the passion for God that they have in their soul. Lord, we believe that you're at work in us to will and to do of your good pleasure. Lord, bless them good today. Oh, thank you for the wonderful works of God coming through their hands. For revelation gifts flowing from their heart into their mind. That there are these rivers of living water that flow out of their mouths. Thank you for working in them today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.